Hey, what's up, and welcome along to another edition of Tea and Tech with myself, Mr. B. This is a podcast where we talk all things tech related, all whilst enjoying a nice cup of tea. It's as simple as that. So let's get straight into it. We've got lots to talk about on this episode, and uh, let's go straight to Apple, of course. So everybody at the minute is talking about the iPhone 13 release, which happened this week, and uh, which for a lot of people was a long-awaited uh, product that was to come out. Very similar to the iPhone 12 um, looks-wise, but they've uh, made some big progressions on the, the camera side with the cinematic mode, as well as... Uh, potentially an extended battery life. But this story is not so much about all of the products um, and iPhone launch that happened this week. It's more about what's happening in the background with Apple. And all is not roses. Um, It is under uh, unprecedented pressure at the minute um, with a couple of legal cases that are against Apple currently uh, in California as well as in Korea. Um. The two main ones that uh, are happening at the minute in the States are related to two separate um, issues within the company, one of which which is uh, an internal problem, potential problem, an internal uh, discussion that's been happen- happening with a group of people who are current and ex-employees of Apple. And they are calling this the Apple II movement, which is obviously, uh, you know, created on the back of the Me Too movement, which was the sexual harassment case against Harvey Weinstein, which he uh, famously lost. And this is basically uh, staff from Apple who have raised some concerns about the working conditions within the company. Now, they have seemingly gone the correct route. Uh, in discussing these individual cases that they've had to their HR departments, um, but nothing has happened. And and a couple of women in particular have stepped forward um, to kind of bring this to the public view so that it's not all, you know, uh, roses with the Apple company. Now, these are um, related to a multitude of different um, situations, some harassment, some racism, some actual physical uh, abuse. Um, obviously, this is still uh, ongoing. It's just started. So there's there's a lot that we can uh, probably hear on this over the next few months. But it is essentially um, big news for Apple. Normally, this company, uh, you know, is the face of technology, kind of squeaky clean for most part. So this is a bit of a shock. But I guess you've got to understand that companies of this size obviously go through these things you know recently we had amazon with their working conditions um even facebook and and google have been through this as well and and i believe have current investigations ongoing um so there's two particular women uh kind of taking the lead on these cases and being quite vocal and they've created a website apple 2 um which is where they post open letters that they've shared with Tim Cook, CEO of Apple, um, asking for change within the company. So it's one that we're going to keep an eye on. Uh, I think there's some interesting stuff to come out of this. Uh, You know, Apple, which is a, I think, they're around $2.4 trillion. uh, They're worth about $2.4 trillion. 
they are set to break all 2019 records with the iPhone 13, um, which is uh, impressive considering it's 12 months since the last uh, launch. They've obviously announced a couple of other things as well. So they had the um, Apple Watch uh, Series 7. They had a new iPad mini uh, along with some other elements as well. And of course, iOS updates. So we'll keep an eye on this one and see how it goes. But basically, yeah, not all great uh, with regards to Apple at the minute. And uh, this will lead into a another story which ties into Apple and the App Store. So as it stands, Apple will take 30% commission of anything that is sold on the App Store which there's an element of expectation for they they you know they create this platform for you to produce and sell your product on and i guess it's only fair that they take an element of that and i think most companies and most uh, apps app developers uh, understand that and and take that for granted that okay if i'm selling my product on their store they take a little bit of commission which is fine this latest case involves uh, Epic, which is the uh, Epic Games, which is the the creator of world-famous Fortnite game. Hugely successful. As it stands, Fortnite has been removed from the App Store. Now, the reason it's been removed, according to Apple, is that it's breaking its uh, policies with regards to it is guiding users to a third-party gateway for payment. So in-app payments take you outside away from the app store to a third party now epic uh back i think last year was um in trouble with apple or vice versa apple was in trouble with epic um based on something similar so the problem is that you have to basically declare everything that is sold through an app which is sold on the app store to apple and Epic haven't done that. Epic are suing Apple because they have essentially blacklisted Fortnite, uh, which is a huge blow for Epic Games. Now, anyone who has downloaded already can still continue to play it. It doesn't affect. It's only for new users. So if we were to go on there now and have a look for it, uh, it's not available. It's not on that app store at all. So the... Agreement was, I think, at the start of September, where Apple said, "Look, we can put you back on the uh, app uh, on the App Store as long as you agree to the fact that you've got to play by our rules." So a, a letter went back to Apple from Epic Games, stating that, "Okay, we'll abide by your rules for now. We need to go back on your App Store," and they were back on there. This latest payment thing is a. <laughs> is a development from previous problems and Apple have said, right, enough is enough and you are coming off of our um, app store. So it's an interesting one. Again, I think there's probably a long way to go on this. As far as Apple is concerned, the app is blacklisted until all legal elements are sorted. The issue with that, according to Epic Games, is that this could take up to five years to res- to resolve. Um, and five years without being on the App Store is obviously a huge dent in their uh, in their forecasting with regards to potential new users. So 
we'll keep an eye on it. We'll see how it goes. But Epic is largely, um, uh, they lost the previous court case against Apple. Um, I believe they have a stronger case. Uh, if you read through the stories, um, some legal teams have said that they've got a much better case on this, whether they can prove that Apple removed the app legally is a different thing but um yep let's keep an eye on this one moving forward okay so moving on from apple uh and let's move to china which in a tenuous tenuous way is uh, still related to apple given that that's where most of their product is made however this story relates to cryptocurrencies now over the last few months given that everything that's going on around the world cryptocurrencies have crashed Great for some, really bad for others. The ones that are gaining from it are people who missed out in the first place and are now jumping on the bandwagon. And honestly, I'm probably one of those. Uh, I've I've invested in, in cryptocurrency, not huge amounts, but I have used this opportunity in the dip to buy on the assumption that it will uh, gain traction again and, and raise value over the coming months, years. This, for me personally, it's a a long-term investment. But China has announced this week that it declares all cryptocurrency transactions illegal. Now, what does that mean? Well, apart from the obvious that you can't use any cryptocurrencies as a transaction in China, it has a massive effect on the value of cryptocurrency given the size of that market. So as you can imagine, with news of this breaking, uh, Bitcoin plunged, uh, and I think it dropped below $42,000, which is a still a huge amount of money for a, a, a coin. Ethereum dropped as well. Ethereum is the second largest cryptocurrency uh, that dropped uh, more than 10%. I believe it's below $2,800 at the minute. Um, but global cryptocurrencies have seen volatile fluctuations this year, partly driven by China's regulations as Beijing seeks to clamp down on the industry. Now, what I find interesting about this um, is that obviously China have so much power and we, we've seen this with regards to TikTok. TikTok is owned by a Chinese holding company. And we all saw what happened with that when President Trump decided he wanted to ban it given that uh, he had his concerns about this Chinese application and and privacy um, requirements. But the interesting thing is that China has essentially put this ban in, um, but they are also developing their own e-currency. It's a digital currency. Now, whether it's a, I guess they're going to word it slightly different. It won't be a cryptocurrency, but they're essentially developing um, its own digital currency called the e-yuan. Um, I'm not sure when it's going to roll this out, but it's it's fairly close to being a, a finished currency. So they're obviously looking at it thinking, well, we've got our own product. We don't want other um, products coming into our region. We want to try and, uh, and I'm guessing, again, without looking into it, I'm guessing this yuan is regulated and will be regulated by the Chinese government. Uh, which is obviously one of the benefits of cryptocurrencies worldwide, that is that it's not regulated. Um, so, yeah, it, it's an interesting one that they don't want to do it. I guess they have their reasons for not wanting to do it, um, given that they're developing their own digital currency. But we'll see how this one moves on. So, moving on, 
from that one. Let's have a quick chat about Netflix. So Netflix this week had its um, global online fan event, which they call the Tadum Global Online Event. So the Tadum is obviously the sound that you hear just before your Netflix program starts. Uh, and what they've done uh, in this announcement is they've uh, they've looked at a couple of TV series that are um, coming up new and follow-on series. So there was a couple of big announcements. And some of those series that are in there is Stranger Things 4, uh, Bridgerton Series 2, Ozark, I think, Series 4, uh, The Witcher, um, and Money Heist, or La Casa de Papel, if you uh, speak Spanish. Money Heist is, uh, this season, I believe, has split its season into two. Um, along with that is Cobra Kai, which is the Karate Kid. I, I don't know how you would kind of describe that, and people are probably going to cringe as I'm saying this, but I did watch a couple of episodes and I thought it was absolutely terrible, so I stopped. But I believe it's a, a modern-day series of the Karate Kid and how that came about. Um, but they've also done... Uh, as they have done over the last few years, they've they've developed and invested heavily in creating their own movies, uh, one of which is Red Notice. Now, Red Notice has um, The Rock, Dwayne The Rock Johnson. Uh, it has Ryan Reynolds, and it also has uh, Gad, Gad, not Gad, uh, Gal Gadot, Gadot. Can, I can't think of her name off the top of my head, but her. Um, and that's a fairly hefty uh, announcement. I think that's coming end of October, maybe November. So Netflix, yeah, as I said, just wanted to touch on that one quickly with regards to some of the announcements that are coming up. So Stranger Things. Um, ah, one of the other series that is going to launch is Series 2 of the Tiger King, which I have no idea how they're going to do this. Well, they've obviously done it because they finished it, but my understanding is he's in prison. So are they now filming while he's in prison? Uh, let's see. So series two of The Tiger King is also about to come. Staying with TV and movies, uh, the James Bond, the latest uh, James Bond movie and the last Daniel Craig James Bond movie is about to launch this week in, in the next coming days, I believe. Now, this is the 25th James Bond movie, which is a huge achievement and even if you're not a massive James Bond fan, you'll probably watch them if you see them on TV. And me personally, I I, I love I love the excitement pre-launch of these movies, and I, I love watching them in in a cinema. Um, but they're the type of movies that you can watch over and over and over again, and years later you can go back to them and still watch them and still enjoy them. Um, so as I said, this is the last one that uh, Daniel Craig is involved in. Um, it is called No Time to Die. Uh, and it arrives in movie theaters, yes, in a just uh, a matter of days. Um, there's a lot to dig into on this one. Uh, it, it's, it's probably, if not the most, it's certainly one of the most famous movie franchise and has been a huge um, plus for many brands 
like Aston Martin, for example, uh, like um, to, to, to Rolex, I think at one point were involved, Breitling were involved. So there, there's huge possibilities for these brands and these products to be involved in these movies. Obviously cost them a lot of money for product placement, but these movies are so iconic that, um, well, we all know the Aston Martins, you know, Aston Martin started off as a very small British car manufacturer, uh, got used in a couple of James Bond movies and gained some traction and, and now look where they are today. So that is coming out in the next few days. That's a big one uh, for me. I'm excited about that. I thought it was worth a mention. Um, on the Daniel Craig front, so as I said, it's his last one. I think his first one was um, Casino Royale, uh, where uh, that was back in 2005, I think, 2005. No, 2006. Um, I think he's one of the best, James Bond. He's up there with Sean Connery for sure. Uh, and uh, it'd be interesting to see. I don't know off the top of my head. There was lots of rumors, but I don't know off the top of my head if somebody has been officially announced. I don't think they have been. Interestingly, I saw a interview with Daniel Craig this week where the interviewer asked, um, what advice would you give to the next James Bond? Where he simply smiled and responded, don't be shit. <laughs> Excuse my language, but I thought that was a fantastic response. Sticking with TVs and movies. Um, so we touched on Netflix and obviously we've just touched on James Bond. Apple TV. Back to Apple again. So Apple TV Plus. Uh, the numbers of subscribers are surprisingly low for this. So in North America, Apple said there are fewer than 20 million subscribers to its streaming service. Now, if you compare that to a Netflix, which I believe has over 80 million and I think Disney is about 30 to 35 million. It's that's a big dent, you know. That's okay, 20 million is a lot of people. But when you're investing so much money into something and it, arguably some of these these uh, pieces of content that we're creating whether it's movies or TVs, uh, TV series, some of the budgets on these are blockbuster movie budgets. Why is this such uh an issue? Well, due to a current law in the United States. Uh, if you have less than 20 million subscribers, technically you are allowed to pay less to your workers for those um, projects, whether it's TV series, whether it's movies, whether it's, you know, everything involved with that. So there is some more trouble with Apple at the minute with regards to the internal workings. This is a very sneaky, clever way of being able to not pay as much to your production crew, to your people who are acting, to your people behind the cameras, to your set builders, to your marketing team, to the whole, um, the whole team behind developing these projects. You are legally allowed to pay them less because your subscribers are less than 20 million. Now, the there's a union in the States who obviously look after all of this and they are currently trying to change this regulation so that uh, you have to pay the same as anyone else. Um, let me just check on those figures for the stats. Uh, Netflix has 74 million subscribers in the US and Canada. Disney has 38 million in North America. 
Um, yeah, it, it, it's an interesting one in that, honestly, I, I have it and I dip into it every now and then, but I think by choice, I'm going to open up Netflix first. It may be because the, uh, the content, the amount of content that's in there is just not the same as Netflix, but then, you know, it is a few years younger and they are certainly making, um, progressions with that. Uh, but yeah, I thought it was worth a mention. So this is a really interesting one and has caused some controversy. Um, the EU, European Union and the European Commission have announced that they are going to force manufacturers to use USB-C chargers on all phones. Now, most people are used to USB-C, whether you're on Samsung, whether you're on Android devices. Most Android devices um, are running on USB-C. Even some Apple products, obviously the MacBook Pro and the newer iPads are on USB-C. The big one is the iPhone, and we've all been waiting for an iPhone with a USB-C cable, which, by the looks of it, may come a lot sooner than we thought. Now, the reason for this is um, down to waste. We've seen Samsung and Apple sell new products, sell new devices without chargers, because there are so many products out there already, so many Apple devices, chargers, Samsung, that they felt the need to uh, help the environment by not making these products when so many people have them sitting in the house anyway. Now, Apple have said that this ruling would actually hinder them from progressing forward with technology um, rather than trying to help them. And they're adamant they want to keep their lightning connector rather than a USB, uh, USB-C. Um, but we've never really known why the, the lightning connector is so important to them. The information that's been given over that cable can obviously be given over a USB-C because you can get adapters for a USB-C to a, to a lightning. So I, I don't really know why they are so adamant on it, but this, uh, this ruling will be uh, proposed across smartphones, tablets, cameras, headphones, portable speakers, handheld video game consoles. And as I said, it's it, the idea behind it is to prevent waste. Um, the EU politicians have been campaigning for a common standard for over a decade, with the Commission's research, research estimating that disposed of any unused charging cables generate more than 11,000 tonnes of waste per year. So I think they have a very strong case to win this. And I think Apple may have to bite the bullet and come out with the iPhone 14 on a USB-C. Uh, but let's see. Let's see how that moves forward. Um, and then finally, I thought I'd touch on this one, uh, Microsoft Surface Duo. So um, Microsoft announced in the last week the most updated Microsoft S Surface Duo, which has some changes to the very first one which was back in 2019, I think. Um, some of the changes, obviously, they, the screen has been slightly upgraded and they've moved the two screens closer together. So if you're not familiar with the Surface Duo, it's essentially like two mini iPads hinged together and you can close them over. Um, they've moved the screens closer together so there's more of a seamless link between them, a seamless um, bezel between them. Uh, and they've upgraded their cameras. I think there's three cameras on the back of it. 
now um, and obviously some processing as well. But uh, Microsoft have announced that by the end of this year, Android 11 will be reportedly uh, coming to the Surface Duo. I'm pretty sure I need to look into it, but I'm pretty sure that the Surface Duo runs on Android in the background anyway, and it's obviously a, a Windows skin theme that sits on the back of it. Um, but yep, by the end of the year, it will be Android 11 for the Microsoft Duo. Okay, so that's it for this episode of TN Tech. Thank you for listening in. Uh, I didn't mention earlier on, but don't forget you can find me on YouTube. If you're listening to this on podcast, you can find me on uh, YouTube where my channel, we look into product releases. We talk about all things tech and we look at product reviews as well. So head over to YouTube, link in um, the description below. Uh, in all the details it's mr bk official you can find me on instagram at mr bk official the same on twitter Uh, and i will catch you on the next one thanks for listening and i'll speak to you soon